Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Welcome to another episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm PJ. And I'm Chris. Welcome, friends. Hello. Hello. Greetings. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, PJ. And it's nice to have you on for a first time of hopefully many, Chris. Yay. Yay. PJ, we've already met. Chris, are you, would you classify yourself as a Ghost Adventures fan? Not really. I've seen the show a couple times, but I wouldn't necessarily classify myself as a fan. It's definitely entertaining. Do you think you could like, could you like, have you seen it few enough times that you can like count the number of times you've watched Ghost Adventures? Off the top of my head. I'm not asking you to do that. No, I just, no, I think I've probably seen it like, like on in the background, like probably like five times or something like that, but not actually like sat down and like watched it actively. Yeah. So it was like this first time, like actually like analyzing it. Sticking with it. (laughs) It, it was an experience. I was just kind of amazed at how stupid everyone was. But <laughs> yep, that's the that is the Ghost Adventures experience: is sitting down and being like, "How are all of these adult men so out of the loop on all of this?" And what was your opinion, PJ? Uh, I I think it went just as well as every other episode I've seen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well. So we did the Sharon Tate ghost. Now you'll notice that we didn't say Sharon Tate house we said Uh Sharon Tate ghost because this house that Zach and the boys this is this feels dumb to even say out loud they didn't invest they they give us the history of the Sharon Tate murders brutal uh horrifying disgusting yes they even show uh, some pictures of it thanks folks they tell us the history of these murders and then they tell us we're investigating a couple houses down the street from where it happened. <laughs> and it, it even looks like an apartment building or yeah. like a condo. It does. This man definitely bought a condo and turned it into a house and didn't finish turning it into a house either because there is one of the bathrooms just has a mound of dirt in it. Wait, what? The, the bathroom? Yeah, there's a toilet in that room. What? Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Well, I noticed that, I mean, not to shit on, you know, uh, people's income or anything, but this man obviously bought an expensive home. He's a film producer. He's he's doing all right. Well, uh, (laughs) I think that's a generous. uh, (laughs) He produced a film one time. But the interior decor, I would say, is of a normal house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, There's nothing ostentatious about this place except that it's huge. Yeah. The one thing I, I did enjoy was his collection of Beetlejuice figurines. Yeah. Those were good. Yeah. I like that his garage wasn't big enough to have the command center. They had to be in the minivan and the garage. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this is the David Omen house named after the guy who lives there. And it's not Omen like Damien. It's O-M-A-N. And this guy has been, as near as I can tell, milling this house for content for most of his life. Because <laughs> not only did he produce a film based on this house and how creepy it is, he also has invited multiple paranormal investigators, including some well-renowned people and a jur- and an online journalist from a website called Joe Blow that I didn't look up, but I, I'm not assuming that that's a reputable source. Joe Blow and Arrow in the Head. Oh, forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Can't Super forget violent. about Arrow in the Head. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to make of this guy, honestly. Like, he doesn't strike me... Okay, so he's really into paranormal, but from that, like, pseudoscience angle of it, where he really cares about the fact that there's, like, geomagnetic energy in this place. Yeah. Um, Whatever the fuck that means. So... Cassie can speak to that a little bit. Yeah, tell us. Geomagnetic... I'm not an expert on the matter, so even I'm not going to make these crazy claims that they decided to make in the show, but uh, geomagnetism is just the magnetism in the Earth. We've got a liquid outer core that's made of mostly um, metal. 
it's a liquid metal and it's swirling and it just ends up creating magnetism inside the earth. And it's so, like a dynamo, right? What's a dynamo? It's the thing that spins and creates magnetism. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's all I know. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing because you don't know. I'm no, laughing it's okay. because that's literally all. Sorry. And, and uh, we basically have, so although our uh, compasses point north the magnetic north is actually in the south direction and then it just makes like a loop around the earth kind of like butterfly wings and that that loop uh, helps uh, protect us from solar bad stuff from the sun that's that's about it that's all I really know about it and I'm not going to say anything else because although I have a master's degree in geology I'm not going to make crazy claims like these ghost hunting doofuses make in the show like Dr. Barry Taft. Oh my God. I was so, I was, I'm so glad you brought him up because I was just about to mention Dr. Barry Taft and he is described as a parapsychologist, which I'm pretty sure is something out of X-Files. Okay. It totally I looked up is. his, I looked up his uh, profile. Oh shit. He's got a website. It's not really a website. It's more <gasps> of a blogging site. Oh my God. I just looked at the headline. <sighs> His blog is called, so this is barrychaff.net. So you can just look up B-A-R-R-Y-T-A-F-F dot N-E-T forward slash. It's called Aliens Above, Ghosts Below, <laughs> the official site of Dr. Barry Taff. Dr. Barry E. Taff, who holds a doctorate in psychophysiology with a minor in biomedical engineering, is a world-renowned parapsychologist who works out of, who worked, that's at E.D., worked out of UCLA's former parapsychology laboratory from 1969 through 1978 as a research associate during his four-year decade career or four-decade career okay. sorry, I sorry. it's four-decade career Dr. Taff has investigated more than 4,500 cases of ghost hauntings poltergeists and conducted extensive studies in telepathy and precognition eventually developing the initial protocols and methodologies for what was later termed remote viewing. And there's a bunch of other crap, but uh, basically it's a defunct department from UCLA that doesn't exist anymore because it, it's fake. <laughs> it literally stopped in the 70s. Yeah. And I'm looking up the word parapsychology because like I said, I'm pretty sure that's from like X-Files or something. And it is the study of like mental stuff that falls outside of psychology and specifically references hypnosis and telepathy. So I find it weird that he says he holds a doctorate in para, or sorry, in psychophysiology with a minor in biomedical engineering. Those two things don't usually go together. A minor is something you do in your undergraduate years when you're earning your bachelor's degree. Yeah. It's not something you do when you're earning your PhD in graduate school. So I would nobody even talks about their minors and their qualifications because it doesn't really do doesn't anything matter. for you. Yeah. So why? I just find that weird. Anyway. So I wonder what his BA was in then. Yeah, or did he even have a master's degree? Is his PhD even real? If the school department doesn't exist anymore because the thing it was studying was found to be bunk, what does that mean for your degree? Yeah. These I would are like a lot know, of questions. I would like to know why the department doesn't exist anymore and what happened. I guess my question, which isn't even really related to that, but who is designing this website because this picture is blurry as hell and I just I can't it. deal with it. I'm sorry. I have to say this. This is not a good website. It's not user friendly and I hate it. I have one more question, which is who was he expecting a phone call from? Because he was I know wearing... the Bluetooth he had in the whole time. <laughs> I think that was just a power move so he could just be like, I have other things that I'm focused on, not you. <laughs> I wanted to know about the box he had in front of him on the table. That's where he keeps all of his ghosts. Yeah. They're, all, uh, they're all in there. It's like in Dr. Sleep. He just locks all his ghosts up in that box. I wonder if he, he likes to like interrupt his uh, conversations with his Bluetooth and be like, oh, excuse Sorry, me. I have to take this. I'm getting a call from the president. <laughs> the president. <laughs> I wouldn't take a call from the president. No, no but that. it would be believable this one. Yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Oh, God. So this episode starts on a haunted tour, which I feel like is such a great foot to start off on for this mm -hmm. particular episode. It's in Hollywood, California. So my bullshit meter has been primed from the very beginning. Like I'm I am ready for every person we talk to in this to be trying to sell me something. Yep. And uh, lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, we're going to a house that is down the street from where the Sharon Tate murders. Happened. 200 feet away. 200 feet. That's not a small. That's. 
That's not a small distance. That is two thirds of a football field. Uh, it's not even necessarily next door to where the Sharon Tate murders happened. It's down the street, probably a block or two. And we hear like a little bit about the movie that, that Mr. Omen produced. It's called The House at the End of the Street or something like that. And then they get right into this quote-unquote geomagnetic anomaly that's happening within the house, which is supposedly so serious that Dr. Taff will not return, just flat out refuses to come back. And he makes a a very, I, I don't know, I was just kind of blown away. He referenced the USGS, the United States oh, Geological yeah. Survey, and said that they have said, or they have they have classified, classified this as an anomaly. As a geomagnetic, and it's like, okay, well, what are your sources? And I tried to look up information specifically on that claim. And I couldn't find anything like if and he even has an okay his his so-called website there is an article where I did uh, find him talking about that claim let me let you know that in none of his posts does he have reference lists no links to no citations no reference lists. this man put his fucking cell phone sorry this man put his fucking cell phone number on this website if you'd like to give him a call it is 310-273-2864 oh let's just call him and be like hey man what's up (laughs) Barry, you're on the air with uh, Insanely Haunted. <laughs> you're on the air. Uh, so, yeah, this is th- apparently so we hear about like the readings that were taken. I don't know. I, I don't know this branch of science at all. Apparently, there's a like 4000 milligauss difference between the first floor and the third floor, which I guess is quite large. Um, it's enough to make Nick feel, quote, as though there were two cans in his stomach getting twisted. Two cans. Two cans. And he became depressed suddenly. <laughs> I felt yeah. like depression. I think that's just hanging out with Zach Bagans. <laughs> that's not what would happen to me. As soon as I heard that, I was just like, don't we all? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's weird he used the word cans unless he yeah. maybe he was What's trying to say that? hands and he just said cans by accident. But maybe he's thinking, oh, shit, I've got gas from those can of beans. I ate or yesterday. maybe he's thinking I shouldn't have had those Fruit Loops for breakfast. What? Because now it's oh, like there's a toucan, toucan in my tummy. Oh, <laughs> toucan Sam. Yeah, toucan yeah. Sam's inside me. I don't like that. Just trying to get out. Just ah. <laughs> Uh, so there is a, notably, there is a guest bedroom where somebody apparently felt like a ghost was pinning them up against a wall. Mm-hmm. And then there is the aforementioned unfinished bathroom in the basement that has a big mound of dirt in it that I think, if I'm following correctly, is literally just the hillside that the house is built into, like intruding upon the space of the house. Yeah. It's the raw mountain. They're dealing probably with mass wasting, which basically... It's a terrible place to build a house. Uh, yeah, if that's the foundation, if it's just like a bunch of clay dirt, like... You're th- fucked. Their house is going to experience cracks and shakes and... And knocking sounds and things like that. Hmm. Yeah, the... Wow. The geologic term would probably be either creep or slumping, most likely creep. But creep is when whenever you go hiking or something and you see a tree that has a curve at its bottom, kind of like it's it's a it's got a butt. <laughs> it's it's because the soil has been slowly, slowly moving in a direction and then the tree is trying to compensate for that by by correcting itself. And so this happens with houses that are on poor foundations that are just like soil. You mean like a house that's built just directly onto a hillside with yeah. no support structure beneath it? Yeah. No, I mean there might be there might be solid bedrock below that it's drilled to and in that case then it might be fine, but that doesn't mean that the soil on top isn't going to continue to move around in its basement. But anyway, apparently there's a indigenous person on a horse uh, buried underneath the house and there's no like actual like data to prove that this is correct. And to get verification that this is actually this is correct. so fucking funny to me. Zach Bagans decides to consult with a psychic. This Mark is, Nelson. This incredible moment of Ghost Adventures history where Zach says, this makes me think we need to do some more research. And then the next shot is them standing with a guy who has the word psychic on his Chiron. And everyone other than Zach is saying Native American horseback, Native American burial ground, Native American spirit. And Zach is like, yes, an Indian. An Indian is here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not mentioning the names of any particular tribes that may have called this place home or any nations that may have existed before the United States. Maybe not even mm-hmm. consulting with an indigenous person like about the history in this area. They have a historian on retainer. They have fucking uh, Jeff Bellinger. Why didn't they call Jeff? Yeah. Well, he couldn't come in the geomagnetic anomaly. 
gosh. With the pictures they were showing, I don't think they were even like in the right part of the country oh, with some no. of them. No. Like, this is no. not, this looks like this is like in like the plains area, like with one of them. It seemed ridiculous. Yeah. Zach mm-hmm. definitely did a Google image search for Indian on horseback and then just put whatever pictures he found mm-hmm. in the episode. So we got this uh, white guilt showing the whole like uh, Indian curses. This is so funny. Getting back at us. I'm sure we have gone over this before, but if putting your white person bullshit building on a place where indigenous people died is bad for you in terms of hauntings, that means every building ever built in the United States is haunted. Uh Yeah. That's what that means. Yeah. Because there's a long, the United States has only been around for like 300 years. We're a baby country. Mm Mm-hmm. There were people living here for thousands of years before that. There is a human being somewhere in the dirt mm-hmm. or the remains of one, mm-hmm. but on every square inch of soil. Chris and I literally live in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Land of the Indians. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Where there was a really big battle in, in Tippecanoe. And uh, yeah. Ooh. So it, it sounds like whenever they mention like Indian curses on the show, that like it's like a ooh. An Indian curse. This is a they it's buy juicy, they buy by chance built on top of a sacred ground where there are Indians buried here. It's like well, it's a very European understanding of what what sacred means, what it means uh-huh. for a place to be sacred. Because that's not. I mean, someone can correct me if I'm wrong here, but as far as I'm aware, all that ground is sacred. All ground is sacred when you are from a culture that that literally believes in things like the 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 sanctity of the earth, the living the living foundation foundation of life, i.e. the earth being a thing that's alive and that you interact with. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's that's even that is reducing the people who lived on this continent to a monolith. When we're talking about, you know, v- huge amounts of nations, lots of different p- socio sociocultural divides between distinct peoples that lived here. Mm-hmm. And like, of course, these guys don't know this. And like th- this episode is is like a, a nexus to me of many things that the Ghost Adventures crew gets wrong about everything. All the basically. time. Yeah. So this is like their bias exposed in every possible way. Mm-hmm. That was very deep. <laughs> Thank you. Sometimes we try to do that. Sometimes we go a little bit above our station as a uh, podcast that makes fun of a TV show. <laughs> I'm here for it. Let's do it. Let's get deep. Uh, so David has some. David has a lot of movie memorabilia. Did you? Did y'all notice how much movie memorabilia this guy has? He loves living in Hollywood. He does, and they blurred a lot of it out, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. Even though it's really obvious that one of them is a Blazing Saddles poster. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. To me, anyway. I've seen that. I know that poster very well. So they are, like, going over how the ghosts interact with him. One of the ways is by knocking over his Beetlejuice figurines, all of which are extremely flimsy and look as though a stiff breeze in another room could knock them over. And of course they do their dumb shit where they're like, I'm going to jump up and down in place and see if I can knock this shit over. A foot and a half. He jumped a foot and a half. Oh man. Wow. Calm down. There's a great moment where everybody is remaining still except for Aaron, the cameraman, who is walking around. And as soon as, like literally coincidental to him with with a loud footfall from Aaron, one of the figurines falls over and everybody's like, whoa, oh my God, did you see that? It just fell over by itself. Yeah. They also interview another paranormal investigator, a woman who will not come within a distance of this home. They have to go to like some street somewhere and interview her from their car. Yeah. And she talks about some experiences she's had where she got sick because of uh, spending the night in this place. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, Dr. Barry Taff talked about uh, getting sick while s- spending time at this home, this woman also says claims that she has fell- fallen ill because of this home. Did we talk about Mark Nelson and James Oster yet? Oh, uh, we barely talked about Mark Nelson, but let's let's get the let's get the dirt on this guy. James Oster, JoeBlow.com. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's a West nice Coast correspondent, and he's the dude with arrowinthehead.com. Yeah, cool mohawk. He, isn't this the movie that... He came here because of the movie. So okay. Because of the movie The House at the End of the Drive. So he came here to investigate, and they apparently heard like voices going on, mm-hmm. and then they went outside to look and they saw nobody. And we've... We've had this complaint with Ghost Adventures all the time where it's like, just because you heard voices and then went outside and didn't see anybody doesn't mean there weren't people there when you heard the voices. You just weren't looking. Yeah. 
or it was nighttime. Yeah. So Dre, Dre, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dre says that she was once driving along the road and she saw what she thinks was uh, Sharon Tate in a white gown. Of course, the ghost is always dressed in white. She's a little cautious about saying it was Sharon Tate. Okay. She right. she says that it sort of like felt like the energy of Sharon Tate. Well, she says she saw a woman, a pregnant woman who was bleeding and then she faded away. Mm-hmm. She said that she clearly needed help, yet she didn't do anything to help whatever yeah. this thing was. I'm like, if I see anything, even it's a ghost, I'm going to be like, oh, maybe I should help. Or at least say in my yeah. story, I'm I not... wanted to help, but then they faded away. Yeah. If it's a lady, maybe. That's true. Well, it's like in past episodes, like the Ghost Adventures crew will hear like a gunshot and they'll be like, and they'll be like in Gettysburg or whatever. And they'll be like, oh, it's like from the war. And it's like, it could also be someone shooting a gun. I would not go towards that, though, to no. be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I would go towards a person if I thought there was someone that, like, might need help or at least be like, ah, is this legit? I might, like, take a couple (laughs) couple steps, you know? And then once they fade away, I'd be like, ah, cool, this was a ghost or a spirit or something. And then she felt Sharon Tate's presence again in the grocery store. Yeah. (laughs) I felt like I was leaving the earth. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how she knew that she had to never go back is because the ghost took her to space while she was buying eggs, I guess. Took her to space. And this is where we meet Dr. Barry Taff for real. We've kind of been talking about Dr. Barry Taff like like leading up to this but we meet him and he is again emphatic that like this place sucks and made him feel really sick and made him fear for his life and that if they think that if they're gonna get sick from going there they shouldn't do it they just shouldn't do the investigation. I couldn't believe that he had been there 20 times. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, for somebody who hates it so much. Yeah, why would you go back so much? Yeah, maybe they're boyfriends. Maybe. <laughs> or they used to be, and that's why he won't go back. Mm. Oh, they had oh, a fight. Shit. Oh, that's that, awkward now. That's why he feels nauseous. It's love. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Taff, Dr. Taff doesn't actually believe that Sharon Tate herself is there, but Zach tries really, really hard to get him to say it. Like, he just keeps asking all of these prodding probing questions, leading questions to try and get him to say, I saw the ghost of Sharon Tate, but Barry Barry Taft will not do it. And Zach makes a big deal about how he's doubting their investigation, whether or not they should actually do it. Yeah, they leave, they end at the commercial break on this big cliffhanger of like, maybe we won't actually do this investigation. And then when it comes back from commercials, they're at the house for the lockdown. Yeah. They're obviously going to do it. We're only halfway yeah. through the episode. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and they don't, they, where else are they going to go? Yeah. What are they going to do? Just not do an episode? Maybe they're going to go to Sharon Tate's actual house. Oh, wow. That would be <laughs> great, wouldn't it? That'd be a twist. Yeah. Be like, ah, oh, let's not do this, but let's just go up the road for the real thing. <laughs> So what was very strange. Uh, oh, yeah. Which so weird to me. Makes me f- I I just didn't understand why this was a thing. (laughs) So usually, you know, the Ghost Adventures crew will have the house to themselves. Like the owner will leave and go somewhere while they're doing this investigation. And instead of like, I don't know, paying for this guy to stay at a motel overnight or I don't know, maybe like renting a trailer for him. This man stays inside of his small car with his pets. That he apparently has a lot of. Yeah, it's dogs and cats, plural. Yeah. It just it just seemed very strange. Like he can't leave the house for very long. The geomagnetic energy has changed him. Okay. If he goes yeah. out into regular geomagnetic space, then the two cans in his tummy start getting twisted. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious, like if he pushed for him to be on site, or like they're just like, yeah, it's okay. We just don't want to spend the money because we're cheap right now. Like. Yeah. I feel like just everything that I've seen about. This David Omen guy, he there's something weird about him, and I feel like he like pushed them and not necessarily manipulated them, but definitely was just like, oh no, I can't stay, and they're just like, no, like you or I can't leave. Be like, oh no, like typically people leave. He just be like, oh no, I'm I'm staying, and so he just like pushed it. That's what I feel. There's something weird about him. Okay, That's yeah. Because also like, doesn't he have? Does he have not have any friends to like take him in for the night and his pets? I mean, maybe he does. He doesn't maybe mention he does. having any friends. <laughs> Do they normally talk about friends on here? (laughs) They're actually in that mound. (laughs) Well, he said earlier that he communicates with the ghosts as much as they communicate with him. So maybe the 
ghosts there are his only mm. friends. Oh, Aww. yeah. Well, I guess it's a good thing that Zach and the boys didn't, like, get rid of the ghosts, if that's the case. Yeah, I guess. He was very stern with yeah, the ghosts. Yeah, that would be so sad for him. The there was a moment, yeah, where uh, David was like, now you be nice to them. Like, <laughs> shouting at the ghosts, I guess. Before he left. Yeah, he, he's their dad. Before he left to go sit in his car. Just sit on his car, listen to an audiobook with his puppies. Yeah. Um, before they even enter, Jay, who is monitoring a boom mic, starts hearing some, like, knocking noises. And this shit is off the rails, like, almost immediately. Zach and Nick and Aaron get in there, and they start hearing stuff from downstairs, but Zach really doesn't want to go downstairs. He's like, no, 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 no. He just, like, wants to sit at the top of the stairs and yell questions down the stairs. Yeah, even though it was his idea to go downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Zach is all over the place in this episode. He does want to do stuff and then he doesn't want to do stuff. Uh, he hears a whispered conversation and supposedly at the same time, one of the X cams downstairs hears that conversation too. And I see no reason why this couldn't be just people at one of the other houses outside, mm -hmm. maybe on a smoke break or something. Mm -hmm. um, they don't even investigate that. Uh -uh. And, and as they start down the stairs, Zach and Nick both are getting like dizzy and they don't want to like, they're like their head is all, all fuzzy. But when Nick is trying to talk about it, Zach is like, quiet, be quiet. Yeah. He, he <laughs> doesn't want to hear about Nick being dizzy. That's too much for him. So they get they get some they get some knocks on the wall, they see a ball of light, they hear two words in the voice box saying, Hey Nick and hi. And then Nick's whips out his little compass. He whips a little teeny <laughs> tiny compass out to like test for magnetism. Yeah. That was his only idea. He really wanted to do it. <laughs> And then it starts to really fly out of control. This is where, like, it totally descends into utter madness. Um, Nick is, Aaron is getting, like, a big blast of ghost energy. Zach goes in to investigate the, the supposed burial mound by himself. And he, something makes him turn around and get out of there. Um, and at that exact time, Nick starts to complain of a burning sensation on his stomach. Mm -hmm. And he lifts his shirt up to show a little red mark kind of right below his solar plexus. Um, that they all describe as looking like a burn, mm -hmm. which I don't know if he was scratching there. It could have just been that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is where everybody is like really like everybody's freaking out, going in different directions, like not communicating well with each yeah, other. Zach claims that he's got like something shrouded over him and Aaron's like, this area is cold as shit. And then they see like this ectoplasm stuff in one of the cameras I liked that part, the ectoplasm. I like yeah. the sound effect with it. The, the swirl oh, yeah. effect of the ectomist is distinct of this ectoplasm. Yes, mm. and they played that noise, I don't know how many times, but it was a lot. Uh, there's a moment here where Zach and Nick retreat to nerve center. Specifically, Nick goes out because he's feeling pretty overwhelmed. And Zach goes to follow him, apparently leaving Aaron by himself. And there's this amazingly hilarious moment where they're going over the... Um, the ectoplasm that y'all just mentioned. And you can hear Aaron yelling about something in the background, but we never cut to footage of Aaron. So Aaron <laughs> is just doing his own solo investigation that doesn't become part of the episode. Cool. <laughs> um, they ask, they see a figurine fall over. Well, they don't see it. It happens and it's caught. Billy catches it on the X cam. And one of my all-time favorite moments of the whole show, Billy's like, did you guys see that thing fall over? And Zach gets on the walkie-talkie and says, no, we can't see it, Bill. We're in the dark. <laughs> I thought that was Nick. <laughs> I liked oh, that, that was, too. Oh, it was Nick. It was Nick. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> and then Zach starts stuttering. Yeah, he yeah. Like, loses his ability to speak. He's like, we saw the... We, uh, we, we saw, uh, God, I'm fucking stuttering. We saw the thing fall over. <laughs> sure, um, it's the demons. Uh, demons getting... Well, if they can haunt his eyeballs so bad he has to get glasses, then they can surely haunt his mouth so that he can't <laughs> yeah. talk. Nick uh, starts complaining about intense stomach pain. I think Nick might, I mean, okay, maybe it is ghosts, but I think he might have just had a lot of gas that night. <laughs> it sounded like gas. He was describing it as like magnetism pulling his insides out. But your your, your organs are not magnetized, folks. And uh, although maybe that's a good analogy to describe how they were feeling, um, I think you just have gas or appendicitis. Mm, mm, could be appendicitis. Uh, there's a moment where Zach is checking on Nick and Jay interrupts to say, I'm hearing walking downstairs. And Zach goes, shut the fuck up. 
and he demands to hear. He doesn't it. want to hear anyone uh, talking. Sure enough, the ghost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only people and himself. And true, so true. now we get to the part of the episode that is so rude and so, like, flagrantly impolite. It begins with Zach asking Nick to go in one last time. Nick, who is already very scared. Nick, who is already feeling ill health effects. He says, Nick, go back in there one more time. Get the millimeter and come back out. That's all I want you to do. Nick is like, no. No, I won't. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, Finally, Zach says, please, for what I assume is the first time in his entire life. And Nick relents and finally goes down to do it. However... Nick goes down and in there and stays down in there. He doesn't just get the thing and come out like he said he was going to. He stays down there to do like an EVP session. By the way, no EVPs in this whole episode. And Hmm. he starts getting like really, really messed up. Very scared, very anxious, very panicky. So he claims he sees something standing right in front of him, but he can't see it on the thermal cam. Was it a no, thermal? No, they don't no, have a thermal. What, what was the camera? Night vision. Night Infrared. vision. Yeah. And then somebody's like, turn your camera off. And he's like, you can't see anything. Then he hears three little knocks and Zach goes off on the whole like, oh, three knocks. It's demons. It's the demons. It's the mocking the, the, oh God, I almost said holy emo trinity. <laughs> uh, it's mocking. <laughs> Mocking the Trinity. What is the holy emo Trinity for the record? Oh, it's a panic, fallout boy, and MCR. Okay, I just wanted. I knew that one. I I wasn't clear. Good job, PJ. (laughs) I feel so. I feel like I'm learning so much right now. (laughs) I'm glad. This is an educational podcast at heart. I think. Yeah, yeah. On how to not be. How not to be the (laughs) the Ghost Adventures experience. Just yeah. don't do anything these guys do. Yeah. So he sees a, a he says he sees a, a white strobing ball of light in front of him. Not um, captured on camera. Not captured on camera. Um, and then he hears another knock. Uh, he's asking Zach to come downstairs. And this was another rude part where oh Zach God. says, I'm coming down. And he's not coming down. He's just sitting there and waiting for more it's, shit to happen. It is not until the third time Zach says he's coming in that he actually co- goes in. Because the second time he says it, he gets up. And then Billy notices an orb on the screen. And Zach returns to watch more of the orbs going off. Mm-hmm. And then th- finally, the third time he says, all right, I'm coming. He actually comes down. And now... Nick is so deep in it that he feels like he can't leave the room. He feels like he physically can't cross the threshold of the door. Mm -hmm. Uh But then he does. (laughs) But then he does. And that's basically uh, it. And they did catch several shrubbing lights and they were kind of cool. And I don't know, you know, one of them was like longer lived than most of the orbs they get. And bright and very, it was very bright. Yeah. So that was cool. But, uh, but yeah. And then we end with Zach saying that he needs to get away from the house. And it's like, yeah, and well, the, it would have been nice if you let Nick do that when he asked if he could, you know, not go down and stay out. But whatever, you know. They also express yeah. fear and and trepidation about David and like whether it's healthy for him to keep living there. Yeah, they meant they imply many times when they talk to the other investigators and the parapsychologist that this guy might just actually be crazy. <laughs> Because the girl is like, when he's talking to whoever he thinks he's talking to. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, they really just imply that maybe he just experiences life differently. That's a nice way to put that. <laughs> and he yeah. does he does have, like, pictures of Sharon Tate and stuff in his home. Yeah. And he feels like he has a relationship with her personally. Yeah. What I'm saying is I don't think David Omen is like the authority on whether his own house is haunted or not. I feel like he might be a little bit too close to make that call. But anyway, that's the end of the episode. They didn't do anything or get anything solved. They just riled a bunch of stuff up and then got themselves excited and then left the way it always goes. Well, the very last thing, which they also did in the last episode, was they heard that popping on the cam or the mean the mic they were like this anomaly has anomalous features mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then it was over <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to analyze them that's for you to decide yeah i just liked that the anomaly had anomalous features i would yeah. not have known <laughs> yeah. how, i mean how could you without zach yeah. telling you doesn't Please. that just mean that you don't know what you're looking at <laughs> but that sounds so much better I'm going to say that at work now. Ah, this anomaly has anomalous features now. 
when I say, I don't know what's going on here. I'm going to change that to my Animal Crossing title. <laughs> Anomalous Anomaly? Yeah. Okay. So what was uh, your favorite part of this episode, Chris? I don't know. I think my favorite part was just Zach telling everyone to shut up all the time. Like, he's just, like, super bossy, and I don't... I, I wasn't my favorite, necessarily, but it was just, like, really striking to me. And I don't know how this guy has managed to keep all these employees in, for so long. I don't understand this. This does not he seem can, like... He could boss me around. <laughs> well, oh, PJ! Stop it. Well, also, I can't. I can't stop. I also noticed he had a lot of hair product. Does he always have this much hair product? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he's gotten better at using it. There was an episode from like the third or fourth season where he's doing kind of a walk and talk to the camera and his hair is gelled straight, not up, but out, like forward. His bangs. His bangs are like spiked forward. Kind of like his... a visor. Yeah. And it literally oh. is casting a shadow directly over his face. It's <laughs> so funny. Have you guys, did you guys ever watch Jersey Shore? No. I mean, I know about it. I feel like I know a lot because of cultural osmosis. That's fine. So, Polly, I think it's Polly. He also wears a lot of hair gel, Polly D. And mm-hmm. when they're in Italy or something, he runs out. And I think about him whenever I see Zach's hair standing straight up, because there was one episode, I think they were in Italy, and Polly ran out of hair gel. So, his hair is just, like, he has really, like, emo, like, teen boy hair. Uh huh. And he's like, Justin Bieber, eat your heart out. And I just think, would Zach say that? Would Zach say that if he ran out of hair gel to the ghosts? He'd probably wear a hat. Mm. I think he oh, wears right. hat. I think he wears hats when he's having a bad hair day. Um, yeah, like he'll wear a baseball cap inside of a home. And it's yeah. like, why are you wearing this? The and sun sunglasses. is not here. Yeah, and sunglasses. Oh my God, the last one we did with PJ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He was less rude in this episode than he was in that episode. Yeah. He strikes me as a sunglasses at night type person. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's accurate. Yeah. What was your favorite part, PJ? Mm. I think it was every time... I don't remember the name of the audio visual tech. It's not Jay. It's the other one. Billy. Billy. Okay, every time Billy saw something, his eyes would get so wide and he would get so happy and he was alone in that van and he would just point at it. Yeah, yeah. That was my favorite part. Billy has a, a scream that is a very rare thing. It's kind of like a, 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 a cryptid in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it is so rare, rarely seen. It almost doesn't exist. But um, when he gets really scared and he does scream, it's kind of like a Wilhelm scream. He sounds like, ah! <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, He's amazing. It's I really love good. Billy. Yeah. Nothing but love for Billy. What was your favorite part, Max? No, we couldn't see it, Bill. We're in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's the line of the episode, really. Yeah. How about you, dear? I really liked uh, the doctor, the fake doctor. Dr. Barry Taff. Yeah. They said his name like a million times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, Dr. Taffy, uh, he said a lot of crazy things, and I don't know how uh, credible his credentials are. So I liked his vibe, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His vibe. That, that, the, uh, the Bluetooth set. And the he, large box. The large box, yes, yes. And as soon as they were like, thanks for talking to us, he loosened his tie. <laughs> I liked that, too. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he had to meet in a neutral location very far away from the lockdown location. I wonder how far away it was and where they actually were. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, is it tweet watch time? I think it is. Okay. Yes. We're going to check out Zach Bagans' Twitter feed. Uh, it looks like he's just uh, promoting some other... So a bunch of Discovery Channel hosts did a little video from their homes, and Zach is promoting that. Okay. Oh, God. This one. Cassie showed me this one. It's from a few days ago. Um, it's going to hurt me to read it out loud because the he's doing a riff on uh, Simon and Garfunkel's The Sound of Silence, <laughs> but he gets the meter so wrong that I'm just going to say it in his voice and not try to make it a song. Hello, allergies, my old friend. I've come to hate you again. Because a vision softly sneezing, my sinuses filled with pollen while sleeping. That's it. That's the whole tweet. 
What? Sneezing and sleeping don't rhyme, Zach. He did his best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then he retweeted a video of a paramedic being applauded. Um, Well, that's fine. That's good. He then retweeted someone saying, anyone ever tell you you're awesome? Because you are. You guys made our day. And then he added a little ghost and a thumbs up emoji. Uh, And then it's already, dang, he has not really been tweeting much because it's already back to the stuff we saw last tweet watch. He did. uh, This is not on Twitter. This is on Instagram. He did do a video, um, which I can play for you. It's kind of long because he repeats himself several times. But um, it is a good video. It's like... You know, now and again, there are some nice things that he talks about and does. Um, let's see. Oh, maybe it's on the Ghost Adventures page. Yeah. Okay. 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 Here we go. All right. I'm going to play it. Channels, Ghost Adventures. And uh, I just wanted to send a message to all of you that are on lockdown. And typically when I hear the word lockdown... Um, I'm preparing to get locked in some building facing some bad, evil spirits, typically. Um, but the situation has, has changed now. Uh, I am on lockdown. I am in my house. I've been avoiding everybody. I'm doing social distancing. And I'm doing my part to be another different evil entity, which is the coronavirus. Um, but think of this as we're all doing a lockdown together. We're all doing a lockdown together and we're all fighting this together and we are going to get through this. You have to understand that. I know there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of depression. Whoops. Sorry. I have to push the keep watching depression right now, but we are going to pull through this. And the faster that we do that is if we keep doing things like social distancing and washing our hands and things like that. You know, this is affecting all of us together and and some worse than others, particularly those who have contracted coronavirus. And speaking to that, I want to send a message to all of our Healthcare workers are for a second. I thought he was about to say, I'm going to send a message to coronavirus of this. And a lot of them are working just grueling hours uh, with limited medical supplies. They are the soldiers. They are the heroes. And we have to identify that. We have to acknowledge that. And I, if any of you are watching this right now, thank you so much for what you're doing. Um, We have to remember that the faster we get through this, we have to stop the spreading of it. So stay home. Don't go out and and go to beaches and, and, you know, go to all these parks with tons of people everywhere. Don't don't do that. You have to remember that we can affect other people. And even though that you may not have worse symptoms, you could be affecting somebody that that's going to react to it differently and more severely so while you're at home pass the time do you know be creative do some writing do some artwork and it's important to make your friends laugh you know make your families laugh send them stupid videos and and memes i know that aaron uh jay and billy and, and my friends have been sending me these videos and it's just one little simple laugh that's that's helping us get through all of this so stay safe, everybody. Uh, I'm thinking about you all. Uh, stay connected on social media. If you're getting lonely out there, uh, I'm reading your your messages. And uh, take care of your, your pets through all of this as well. You know, our furry little angels, they're really uh, helping us pull through it. I know my Gracie is. So uh, we're going to get through this, everybody. Okay? Be safe. Stay healthy. That's it. Was that outro music? Yeah, that was. Our furry little angel. Yeah, he is nice to animals, which is nice. Speaking of furry little angels, Lydia screamed at us until she uh, let, until one of us let her sit on the lap. So she is also. She's here. Yeah, she's here. I'm glad. I feel better knowing that she's with us. Yeah, she's, she's here. Are you here with us? Does she have her string? Not right now. She's been napping. It's almost time for her dinner, so yeah, you know, maybe she's feeling hungry. Yeah. 
yeah. So that's that's it. That's yeah. That's pretty much it. Yes. Yeah, uh, good good episode of Insanely Haunted, folks. Yeah. Sorry about this episode of Ghost Adventures if you watched it at home. Um, but hey, what else are you gonna do right now? <laughs> it's a great time exactly. to exactly time to watch episodes of Ghost Adventures, watch Insanely Haunted. You uh, can't watch Insanely Haunted, but you can listen to it. Thanks to our new patron, PJ. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> up, Thank Peach? you, PJ. We really appreciate I, it. I love those bingo cards. Yay! I love them. Okay, good. I didn't even know I was going to get them. It was just a bonus. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm glad you like the bingo cards. Um, if you want some bingo cards, you can get them for just a couple of bucks subscribing to our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, we understand that even that might be a little bit steep for right now. We don't know what your situation is. I mean, a lot of people are unemployed at the th- moment. $3 a month is uh one of the lower levels but it's still like that's a lot to some people it's nothing to some people but we're not going to judge you if you can't subscribe to our patreon we just think it's a nice way to support us but uh, the 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 way that anyone can support us is by listening by telling their friends about our show by leaving a review on our podcast um uh, site on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to to help us get more viewers, more listeners. Something we didn't even talk about yet. Mm-hmm. This is episode 100 of Insanely Haunted. Shit. Wow. We didn't even say anything about uh, it. I'm so honored to be here. Congrats. Yes. Thank you for being here. Congrats with us. to you, not congrats to <laughs> Congrats to us all. Yeah, congrats, congrats to, to everybody. us all. And thanks for being with us on our 100th episode. We just found out that they're in their 23rd season, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Lots yeah. of material. Yeah. Our podcast will never end. Nope. Until we get that cease and desist from Zach Baggins. Or the world ends. Yeah. Or the world ends. <laughs> Which is uh, more likely. Uh, we, this, this is where we would normally say to support and visit your state and national parks, but uh, just support them. Just support them by donating to the National Park Foundation or the National Parks Conservation Association or any one of your favorite museums could use some funds right now, probably, because they might be closed. Some of those places might be doing virtual tours that you can uh, take, which are a really cool way to spend your time while you're at home. Mm-hmm. A lot of local places are also selling uh, gift cards or they have funds to support their employees. A lot of places in Indianapolis are doing that right now. Um, uh, and then, you know, if if you if you need some friend time, you could always Zoom or Google Hangouts or Skype with your friends and watch Ghost Adventures together. We've been doing Marco Polo. Yes, Marco we have. Marco Polo's a great app to use. It's uh, free, and it allows you to do voice chat with your friends. Mm-hmm. Video chat, I should say, with your friends. Yeah. A uh, big thank you to our dear friend Leandra. Speaking of friends, thanks for the hand. Thanks for the hand. We didn't do it together we this didn't. time. Do you want to try? Sure. Together? Thanks for thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take a deep breath and try. Okay, great. <laughs> thanks, thanks for, for the, the hand. hand. Okay, there we go. Okay, we okay, go. We nailed it. And uh, thanks again to the Scavengers Network for being our home on the internet. There are so many great podcasts on the Scavengers Network. Scavengers Network is doing daily streams now. Of all kinds of stuff, Pod Boss Colin went and did a stream of cooking. He's a big barbecue guy, so he loves to make brisket and stuff like that. If you go to the Scavengers Network on Twitch, you can check out the archives of those streams, including a stream I did. And uh, you can follow other great shows, such as um, what's a good Scavenger show? Hotties. Historical Hotties, one of our favorites, where uh, the 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 sisters Whitney and Lindsay Nelson mm-hmm. talk about dead people that they fancy. Or the other spooky podcast, Spooky, spooky spouses. spouses. Jordan and Lindsay Reed talking about spooky stuff, a little bit less structured than ours, um, more generally about other spooky things than about like one TV show in particular. But you can find all of that at scavengersnetwork.com, and you can find us on Twitter at, in, at Haunted Insanely. Oh, hold on. We're doing a picture with Lydia. The photo. I hope you include that in the notes. What, this picture? Yeah, we should. Yeah. Happy yeah. episode 100 from Lydia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any parting words from you two? I cannot think of anything. I am so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Chris? You can't think of anything at all? No, I can't think of anything either. I'm equally as not hmm. prepared for parting words, but just just be good to each other. Take care of each other. Well, I do. I, I did think of something. Oh, think, do, okay. Go for it. <laughs> if any Netflix executives are listening to this, please bring back the Santa Clarita diet. You heard it here. Netflix, bring that fucking show back. I'll second yeah. that. Yeah. Or third it at this point. I need more Drew Barrymore in my life as a zombie. <laughs> Who's the guy that's on that show? Is that Timothy Oliphant? Or? 
It might be, but I'm very focused on Drew Barrymore, so... I thought that was a fucking um, um, Michael Bluth Arrested Development. What's that actor's name? Jason Bateman? No. Yeah, I thought that was oh, no. Ozark says Jason Bateman, and that does have a new season, which is also excellent. That sounds that show sounds too serious for me. It is very serious. Hmm. That's true. Well, and of course, if anyone hasn't yet already watched... Uh, watch Dracula. BBC Dracula. We're still Ooh. the champions of that show. Yes, go yeah. watch that. It so, was very good. It was very good. Yes. And while PJ has the hots for Zach Bagans, I have the hots for Clay Bang. Sorry, Max. I don't. It doesn't matter. Okay, to me. All right. It's fine. Okay. Good. He's a Every he's t- a he's a very sexy uh, Danish man. He you is. Can, you can have that crush. I don't. It okay. Thank you. Me. He is married, so I respect that. <laughs> And I'm married too, I guess. You can only respect one marriage at a time. It's okay. <laughs> Clace, if you're lit if you're listening, I don't feel threatened. It's fine. And 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 I'm not gonna um try and marry you, Clace, just so you know. I just Wouldn't that be wild? Thank you. <laughs> if he was a listener. <laughs> if he's out there like, oh wow. Yeah, I bet he knows some Netflix executives. Who could get Sandal Clarita Diet back on the air, right? Yeah. Uh, Clace, Just to come listening. back full circle. One phone call, Clace. That's all we're asking for. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, that's it. I'm going to end the podcast. Okay, thank right. you, Jay. Thank you again for joining us. We'll see you again next week. As we always say, my name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm PJ. I'm Chris. And you just heard... A uh, Class A EVP. Yeah, we did. I always it, it's never, never correct. I always sync it up in the end by editing, so it's fine. Oh, okay, all right. I was like, how many times are we gonna have to do this? <laughs> Everyone clap and then say it. The Scavengers Network, creator driven, community focused, treasured content. When I fall in love, I get dizzy. This is Historical Hotties, a podcast where we go through different categories of historical figure and try and figure out which one is the biggest babe. Welcome once again to Historical Hotties, the show where we rummage around the attic of history in search of the box marked hotties. With me is the woman who never grows tired of reminding me that the mountain she's named after is way more famous than the mountain I'm named after. For anything that it couldn't be transcribed and written on the sheet music, anything that they had to have like a physical photo or anything, Baker would pin the important documents to her underwear and counted on her fame to avoid strip search when going like across borders and through Nazi checkpoints. I am Whitney Nelson, and with us as always is the lady whose first crushes were Sherlock Holmes and Indiana Jones. Lindsay Nelson. Sherlock Holmes was probably definitely a red flag. (laughs) (laughs) And he also pioneered the walking skirt, which is very controversial at the time because it was short enough to see the ankles. One of your most important joints. Is it one of your most um... important joints? (laughs) I don't know. It was because of Princess Song Darling Nikki that explicit warning labels exist. Wow. Tipper Gore and yeah. Zoroastrianism, not things I expected to come up in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Before the hair got fully wild, but it's just still kind of yeah. like... Yeah, let's, let's talk about uh, old list now, because that man yeah. did not age well. Uh, well, before we get to see which list... Uh... <laughs> Alright, well, we'll see you next week, and uh, stay hot, everybody, in your tight, tight rock and roll pants. <laughs> That's a good sign-off. I like that. Thank you.